Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. The Old Testament reading for the 11th Sunday after Trinity is from Genesis chapter 4. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground, and Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but for Cain and his offering he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your face fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother, and when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. And now you are cursed from the ground, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it shall no longer yield to you its strength. You shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me today away from the ground, and from your face I shall be hidden. I shall be a fugitive and a wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. Then the Lord said to him, Not so. If anyone kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord put a mark on Cain, lest any who found him should attack him. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My friends, it has been said before that there are only two ways of salvation. Either salvation comes from God or salvation comes from ourselves. The former is accomplished by God and is given as a gift. The later is supposedly accomplished by mankind and is accomplished through mankind's supposed power. Now we see these two different ways in our Old Testament reading from this morning. In our Old Testament reading, we hear about Cain and Abel. Yes, we hear about Cain and Abel. Cain, he goes the way of mankind, trying to accomplish salvation by his works and his own accomplishments. Cain, he does not see salvation as a gift to be received by faith, but something that he must do to earn brownie points before God. Abel, though, on the other hand, Abel is all about faith. He's all about trust. He sees salvation as something God must do 
that God must accomplish on his behalf. And so right from the get-go, keep in mind, right from the get-go, we see the children of Adam and Eve breaking in two different ways of regarding salvation. Cain goes the way of pulling himself up by his bootstraps, and Abel, well, he goes the way of faith, the way of trust. Now, these two ways of salvation are not something just limited to the past, but rather these two ways actually permeate all through human history. For example, after Cain and Abel, we hear in Genesis chapter 11 and chapter 12 about the Tower of Babel and Abraham. You see, the people of Babel, those people of Babel, they attempted to make their own name great by building a tower unto themselves, to the heavens. Abraham, though, had his name made great through the promise and the work of God. Indeed, the people of Babel, they went the way of Cain, and Abraham followed in the footsteps of Abel. Again, two ways of salvation. Indeed, these two ways are not something of the past, but people either go one way or the other. People either go the way of Cain or the way of Abel. To simplify things a little bit more, let us call it this way, Team Cain and Team Abel. Yes, Team Cain and Abel. As already mentioned, Team Cain focuses on the power of mankind. What mankind can do before God, Team Cain puffs mankind up and says this, just do it. Yes, just do it. Team Abel, though, is quite the opposite. Team Abel is all about mankind's weakness and sinfulness before God. How mankind has sinned in thought, word, and deed. Team Abel, Team Abel confronts sin, beats its chest, and says this, We must receive the good gifts of the Lord, the forgiveness of sins. And so Team Cain says mankind must just do it, whereas Team Abel says Christ has done it for us. Team Cain does good works to become a Christian, whereas Team Abel does good works because they already are a Christian because of Christ. Team Cain looks to themselves. Team Abel looks to Christ, looks upside, looks outside of themselves to Christ. So who else is a part of Team Cain and Team Abel? Well, as already stated, Team Cain consists of Cain himself, obviously, and the people at Babel also trying to build that tower, they are part of his team as well. But Team Cain also consists, also consists of people such as those Judaizers from the book of Galatians in the New Testament, as well as all of those Pharisees as well that we hear so much about in our gospel readings. Now, speaking of those Pharisees, we hear from a member of Team Cain in our gospel reading from this morning as well. The, the Pharisee in this gospel reading is standing tall, points out all the things that he has done, and then believes that he is pretty special. However, in our gospel reading, we hear from another member from Team Abel, and that is a tax collector. The tax collector is indeed part of Team Abel, for he beats his chest knowing that he cannot acquire salvation by his own strength and power. The tax collector knows he is a sinner in thought, word, and deed, and therefore this tax collector knows, he knows that he must receive the goodness of God as a sheer gift. 
has nothing to give to God, but needs to receive everything. And so, my friends, in today's Old Testament lesson, as well as our gospel reading, we're seeing those two very different ways of salvation. Either we go the way of Team Cain, which is a man-centered view of religion, or we go the way of Abel, which is of faith centered on the Lord. But keep in mind that these two teams not only have different ways of salvation, but they have two very different outcomes. You see, the way of Abel leads to forgiveness and life and salvation. Team Cain, though, does not lead to forgiveness, life, and salvation, but actually leads to sin, death, and the devil himself. That's right, Team Cain is living in an illusion that they can acquire salvation by their own works, when in reality, Team Cain is meriting nothing more than death and hell itself. Team Cain is puffed up not realizing the seriousness of their sin and the need of a salvation outside of themselves. And so, dear friends, beware of any church, beware of any theology, beware of any friend that teaches or shares or preaches in the way of Cain. Beware of those who put the focus on you instead of the Christ. The way of Cain will always attempt to center you and me and others on a human-centered gospel of pulling ourselves up by our bootstraps. And get this, the more that we human beings see ourselves as the one responsible for our own salvation, the more it is evident that we are drinking the Kool-Aid of Cain, of Team Cain. And the more that the human-centered gospel is present in the church, the more corrupt, the more dangerous, the more toxic and pathetic the church becomes. My friends, mark this. Please mark this. Every dark age of the church, yes, every dark age of the church was due to the creeping influence of Team Cain into the pulpits and sanctuaries of the church. So how do we know, though, when Team Cain invades the church? How do we know when the theology of Cain creeps into the sanctuary, into the pulpits of the church? Indeed, a very good question. My friends, it is quite simple. Just look to the most fundamental doctrines and practices of the church, and you will clearly see, yes, you will clearly see if Team Cain has taken over the church or is creeping into the church. For example, let us consider baptism. Team Cain views baptism not as a divine gift, but as something that mankind must do to show their dedication to God. Going the way of Cain, many very well-intentioned but very naive and foolish Christians declare that their baptism is a visible sign of their commitment to the Lord. That is to say, baptism according to Team Cain is a mark of the Christian's dedication and love and commitment to Jesus. It is their efforts towards the Lord himself. However, Team Abel sees and knows the foolishness of this way of thinking, for baptism is not about what we do. But dear friends, it is about what the Lord does for us. Keep in mind, 
baptism is is where the Lord comes and snatches us out of the kingdom of darkness and puts us into the kingdom of light. Baptism is where we are marked as one of the redeemed, where we are branded with Christ's name upon us, upon our head and our heart. In other words, baptism is not a sign of our dedication, as is believed by Team Cain, but it is instead God rescuing us. It is a work of God for us. We also see the creeping influence of Team Cain when it comes to the pulpit and sermons. Yes, the pulpit and the sermons. Many well-intentioned pastors being deceived by the theology of Cain stand in the pulpit every single Sunday, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, not giving the good gifts of the word to their congregations, but instead issuing marching orders to their parishioners, That is to say, it's like this, many pastors going the way of Cain do not preach the promises of God into the ears of their parishioners, but they treat the pulpit as nothing more than an instructional tool where the pastor barks out orders of how the people in the pew ought to get busier to accomplish their own salvation. These pastors of Cain preach the Christian and not the Christ. Indeed, they preach the Christian and not the Christ. The Christ, keep in mind, who is for the Christian. Tragically, the pulpit becomes mere suggestions that the congregation should act upon rather than the pulpit being the place where the Word of God acts upon the hearers, where the Word of God floods into the ears of parishioners. A pastor of Team Cain preaches good advice. However, a pastor of Team Abel preaches good news. Indeed, good advice versus good news. And my friends, there's one other very obvious place where you can see Team Cain has taken over the church, and that is the Sunday church services. Frankly stated, my friends, the reason why we cherish and love our liturgical divine services here at St. Paul's is not because we are traditional or old school, but because the liturgy itself The liturgy itself, that liturgy that we have in the church prevents Team Cain and its theology from taking over the church. It prevents the theology of Cain from invading our church services and making the service about mankind rather than the Lord himself who is for mankind. You see, it's quite simple. In our divine liturgical services, God is the speaker. Keep in mind, God is the one speaking He's the speaker, and the parishioners are the audience. And so every church service that we have from our hymnals, from our hymnals, shows us that the arrow is from God to you. Indeed, from God to you. And that is the reason why we call it the divine service. It is the divine, the Lord himself, serving his flock. Team Cain wants the church services to be the other way around. Team Cain wants to be in control and wants the church services to be about mankind being the speaker and God being the audience. The theology of Cain wants to reverse everything. And so Team Cain will not only reject the services that we have in our hymnal, but will place the focus on the Christian in the pew, attempting to, Yes, attempting and encouraging them to summon God's presence through their worship and speaking to God, rather than God speaking to them. 
Indeed, once church services become more about mankind speaking to God than God speaking to mankind, well, one can be assured that the theology of Cain has invaded the church. So, dear friends, it's quite simple. Whose team are you a part of this day? If you find yourself resonating with Team Cain and the theology of Cain, my friends, it's quite simple. Repent. Yes, repent of the theology of Cain. Repent of, of, of trying to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Repent of trying to be a part of Team Cain, for this is not only an error, but it will lead you to destruction. Furthermore, you should not only repent, but call out Team Cain when this theology encroaches upon you. For Team Cain is not of Christ, but is centered on a human gospel, which, my friends, is no gospel at all. Baptized saints, know this today. You are part of Team Abel. Yes, you are part of Team Abel. Team Abel consists of Christ who is for you. Team Abel is all, my friends, it's, it's all about receiving Jesus and his gifts. Team Abel is about faith and trust, not in ourselves, but that which is outside of us, Christ Jesus our Lord, who comes to us to give us his gifts. Team Abel is all about receiving. It is about being receptive. Team Abel is about confessing our sins together boldly and confidently and hearing about an even greater Savior who is for us. Team Abel. That is who you are part of. You do not belong to Team Cain, for Christ is your Savior. You see, Jesus is the one who forgives you of your sins, not you. He is the one who grows from the grave for you. He is the one who intercedes for you. It is all about Jesus and what he has done for you and for me. And therefore, that is why we are part of Team Abel, following the footsteps of Abel, receiving Christ by faith. Indeed, we receive Christ by faith. It is all about Jesus who is for us. In the name of Christ, Jesus, the giver of good gifts to us. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.